Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another Spookster Club Select here on the show. If you have no clue what this is, that's okay, because we've only done one other one. So I'm going to kind of re-explain what this is. If you're a $10 patron, you get a whole episode dedicated to you as one of your perks. So that's what we're doing today. So today's episode is dedicated to our patron, Jessica V., And she picked the Crescent Hotel. Actually, she picked a few topics, but this is the one she did. (laughs) But this is the one she picked. Oh, by the way, I'm Tara, if you don't know, and that's Jessica. Hi. Jessica, that co-hosts with me. (laughs) (laughs) If you're new here, if you're new here. But yes, she gave us a list of topics, about four or so topics, and said, choose whatever we wanted, which we loved. So we might stick... Another one or two of those in our back pocket for another day. It's true. We just might. Yes, yes. But um, I also wanted to mention as well, she does have a podcast herself called The Last Monday. It's in the health and wellness realm. It's with her weight loss journey. It's pretty awesome. So if you need something to have as a palate cleanser in between true crime and all that stuff, go give her a listen. Her links and stuff will be in the show notes for you. Yes. All right. Like I said, we are going to be talking about the Crescent Hotel today. Jessica's going to give you some fast facts about this interesting place. And then I went down the rabbit hole of TV. I won't reveal what I watched quite yet and have some fun ghosty things to talk about. Yes, I am going to, like Tara said, some fast facts. One of the fast facts is is I have apparently been to this town. (laughs) (laughs) which was i was watch when i was watching my research on it they were like in eureka springs arkansas i was like oh my god i've been there my family made me go there once (laughs) (laughs) and we took a tour in this little trolley car and i'm pretty sure we went by the crescent hotel yeah i'm sure probably i was 11 so i didn't have too much concern at the time (laughs) i wasn't like "Ooh, haunted house yeah you're just like eh, (laughs) whatevs right I'm too cool for this shit. Oh, my God. I had like a little teal mini. I remember this because my cousin Jackie and I, we had like little mini. You remember like, okay, I know that like mini backpacks are now back in. But like, do you remember when they were like mini backpacks? Like they were tiny, like essentially purse size. Mm-hmm. I had a teal one and she had, I think, a tan or a white one. And we thought we were so cool because we were like not from Arkansas. Oh, of course. Not that there's anything wrong with being from Arkansas, but we were just being 11-year-old snob asses, so. Oh, yeah. No, there's not because um, Jess is from Arkansas. <laughs> no, right. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it at all. In fact, I was like, when in doing the research, I was looking, oh, my God, this place is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you drive down in California and you're like, oh, look at beautiful. Oh, look at all the, lo- the power lines. Look at all the dead grass. Yay. Right. And I'm like looking at, <laughs> they're like, summertime. In Arkansas, I was all, bitch, it's green. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you know what it's like in California in the summer? There's not a green thing in sight. It is just brown. And it is one flicked cigarette away from burning down. Oh, facts. Right? So I was like, ooh, this is beautiful. Mm. Like, they should really take that video, like, the first, like, 10 minutes of it and just be like, visit, you know, like, they do, like, the visit Minnesota. They should do, like, (laughs) visit Arkansas. (laughs) You will actually see beautiful terrain and wonderfulness. Right. But yeah. But I'm, again, I was 11 and from California. So like, I was so cool. <laughs> no, because some kid told me, they're like, you're from California. I was like, yeah. It's like, it's so cool there. Do you go to the beach all the time? And of course, like, I come Every from like. day. <laughs> right. I come from like inland northern California. So it's like four hours to a beach. I'm like, yeah, like I spend most of my weekends at a beach house. It's great. I'm like 11 and lying my ass off to some like kid who probably was like, I met a girl from California this summer who like goes to the beach every day and has a beach house. I'm sorry, kid. I lied to. Who's probably not listening to. Oh, my God. That'd be the weirdest thing ever. They're like, it was you. That was her. (laughs) No, but I ended up in Eureka Springs. Sorry. I ended up in Eureka Springs. My family was having a family reunion and most of my family on my my maternal side is in the Midwest along like literally like Texas, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas area. So they found this beautiful resort that's there. I can't think of the name of it. It was not the Crescent Hotel. Just want to point out. (laughs) Wasn't the place where the guy kept the tumor jars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's not where my parents decided to take their 11-year-old. So, but it was beautiful. I remember it was gorgeous. Anyway, I digress. Let's get back. Get back on topic, Jessica. Hey, it is on topic. You visited the area. It's true. So, the Crescent Hotel. Yes. Is actually deemed, and I did not know this, because my, again, my snob ass being stupid and not really thinking that anything happens outside of the West Coast. And I'm sorry for this. The Crescent Hotel is one of the most, America's most haunted hotels. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And it's, like, actually, like, has that accreditation. Like, lots of the paranormal community are, or, like, lots in the paranormal community are, like, yeah, if I had to say the most haunted hotel, it's the Crescent. Right. And I'm, like, what What about the Stanley or the Whaley House? And they're, like, no, nah, it's, it's the Crescent. So I'm going to go back, and I'm going to go to the Crescent Hotel to make amends with my... Stupid California ass. (laughs) So here's the origin story of the hotel and why it became a popular thing. So the Native American tribe, Osage, used to live in the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas. And then, as with all white history in America, we were dickheads and we're like, nope, just kidding, move. Yeah. Force them to move to like Pawnee, Oklahoma, because we're dick faces. Or Pahuska, Oklahoma, my bad. And so... They believed for many, many years that the waters in these springs had like magical healing properties. And when they forced the Osage tribe out, what ended up happening is that the kind of story got lost. But then around the 1880s, it was rediscovered. And in 1886, they built the Crescent Hotel Hmm. and spa. I guess they still called it a spa then. Or at least that's what it is now. Because it people were coming to come to these springs because they had had, essentially, they had hundreds of these stories of people coming with ailments and then being in these waters and being healed. So, like the true capitalist society we are, we built a hotel and we marketed it and people came. <laughs> it was a hotel for about 50 years. It had kind of an interesting path in the fact that from 
1886 to 1908, it was a hotel full-time. But then in 1908, it started to operate the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women. So during like school months, these young women would come and live there and go to school. But then in the summertime, they would go home and the hotel would reopen, which would make sense. Like it's in the mountains so that they probably get weather that wouldn't be something you would want to go sit in a hot spring for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. No judgment if that's you. <laughs> <laughs> but today it's an active hotel and it has 72 rooms with upscale suites you can get. So you can be fancy and bougie. Mm. And they have four luxury cottages. What the fuck that means? I don't know. But I want to find out. Because <laughs> I am all about the luxury cottage. Yes, yes. When it first opened its doors, it had hundreds of horses. Because they used to do the trail rides. And this is something I remember from this area because my family did hiking is that they had some beautiful hiking trails in this area. So they used to do like horse paths, like riding, if that makes sense, like trail riding. Mm -hmm. Like horse trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The hotel sits on 15 acres. And so the ballroom has 14 foot ceilings and the lobby is hand painted. Now, oh my God, if you can see the pictures of their like fireplace, which is fucking ginormous it's gorgeous and it's like detailly carved it's really fucking cool looking mm-hmm. i'm sure we'll be linking some pictures of the hotel itself so it's great so one of the reasons why the crescent hotel is one of the most haunted is because of this dude named norman baker mm-hmm. now norman baker sounds like a regular old dude So basically what he was is he had a mentalist show. So he did like mind reading, that kind of shit, vaudeville style. And he was looking for the next big thing because his thing was, I'm going to make money at whatever I'm doing. So he's at this show one day, like watching them. And it's a live surgery. What? Oh, God. This is like the 1930s. And they take this elixir or this formula, this magic formula, and they pour it into this person who's having live surgery. Now, I don't know if the person's alive. No one ever says. They say the bodies. So that kind of makes me think that they're dead. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, it's creepy. So Norman gets this idea. You know what the fuck I'll do? I'll get the formula for this elixir and I will say it cures cancer. I'm so excited. It cures cancer, (laughs) right? So Norman tells everyone, hey, this cancer curing formula I have will cure any type of cancer you have. So he goes in searches of a place and he finds this hotel who had had closed about three years earlier and opens the the Baker Hospital. Cancer is curable. And so people came because I'm sorry, like I've lost a loved one to cancer and it's very traumatic and people go through a lot Mm -hmm. and people will look for anything. Like if they're desperate enough, if they like really are trying to survive, They're going to do everything that they possibly can, and they are going to try to find a cure. So he had this magic cancer curing formula, which he would inject into his patients up to seven times a day directly into their tumors. Mm. You ready for this? Guys, I have the inside scoop on this cancer curing ingredients. Oh, God. You ready? Yeah. So, if you want to cure cancer, like the non-doctor Norman Baker, you can. You just need to grind up some watermelon seeds, have some red clover, some corn silk, some glycerin, 
and some cobaric acid. And then inject it into people and you cure cancer. Jesus. So obviously he didn't cure cancer. Like no. he was essentially injecting them with poison. Yeah. Like, okay. Like flammable poison at that. Um, <laughs> so I don't really know what happened to him. I think eventually he probably got defaced or defamed and people were like, yeah, because after a while. Well, you killed like a hundred and like a fuck ton of people. Mm -hmm. Well, right. But I mean, he was doing it in the name of medicine. So is it really murder? But it really was murder. But it was. (laughs) It totally was murder. So the other thing that this creepy ass man would do is like once you would die, you would go from the third floor which is what he called the pain rooms, which is where he went so to manage your pain, a.k.a. wait for you to just die, mm-hmm. move you to the morgue, which was downstairs, and then he would cut out their tumors and store them in formaldehyde-filled jars. Gross. Now, I think it was last year in 2018, They like I think they were doing construction or something, and they were digging up, and they basically found hundreds of jars. Mm-hmm. Full of this shit. All the jars. (laughs) I think when they originally like busted him, he had like some jars in his little morgue area. But Mm -hmm. he also had a poster with like 48 jars there. But he had so many jars and they found them. And they're basically just full of body parts. Disgusting. He was a creepy, creepy man, Norman Baker. And Tara's going to tell you about what happened to Norman in the afterlife. I mean, yes. So, like I said, I'm going to chat about some TV-ness. So, with them being, you know, America's most haunted hotel, plenty of people go there. Plenty of regular people go there, whatnot. I went with one of our faves. I went and watched an episode of Ghost Adventures on this. It's rather recent. Yeah, it was this year. It was this year. And they actually found the jars this year because they found the jars right after they went and filmed this. Oh. Yes. So unless they filmed that in 18 and then aired it in 19, but Mm -hmm. more of that story is they found the jars right after Zach and his team left, like a couple months after. So they inserted the update and stuff with that. So that was cool. Okay. So yeah, basically, I'm just going to kind of give you the highlights. And uh, if you would like to watch this for yourself, go to our sources page because it's on YouTube. Woo. It kind of starts out with all the history and stuff that just kind of gave you the rundown on and all the dramaticness that we love from Zach himself. I just, I fucking love him. I love him. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) (laughs) So a tour guide starts telling them about a story of a guest who had fainted on the third floor. He ended up falling over when he passed out and actually hit his head. This freaked out the family, like his family so much that they were just like, nope, fucking done. We're out. See you later. And they didn't finish the tour. They just left. She said this was pretty common for people to feel dizzy or kind of off in a certain part on the third floor. And she'll be like, okay, you're standing in that spot. Come stand over here and you'll feel better. And then people usually feel okay. So interesting enough about that, though, later on in the episode, you find out there's actually a story connected to this floor. She is called the Lady in the Mist. So like Jess said, before the Crescent Hotel was a hospital, it was a woman's college, and that was from 1908 to 1934. So there was said to have been a woman who was a student there, and she either fell jumped or maybe was pushed 
from a window on the third floor and died. And it was also said she may have been pregnant when she died. Now, they still can't totally confirm her identity. She doesn't have a name, so she's just got that scary, creepy name, the Lady in the Mist, because along with apparitions and voices and this weird dizziness, there's also a mist people see, too, on this floor. So creepy, creepy, creepy. Now, in the pain asylum or the pain room, pain floor, they had some interesting stuff happen over there. They conducted a spirit box session, which if you remember from the paranormal tech episode, it's that really loud, annoying radio box thing. Bought one. Yes, Jessica has one now. And it picked up a male voice. And during this, when it did pick up the voice, Zach started to feel like uneasy and started coughing like kind of like if you walk through a room that has an air freshener or something or you breathe in perfume or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like you breathe in weird air and you start coughing and it's uneasy. So he had to step out and he was just feeling really weird. So later they showed the voice when they enhanced it and all that good stuff. And it basically said, do you have credit? Which they hypothesized they were saying maybe the doctor could have been asking for his payments to his patients because, of course, he was all about his money and shit. It's true. So it was like, you know, if they don't have cash, he tried to find another way so he could still get them in there. And in the morgue, surprise, surprise, there was some activity. So they had a few things happen over here. So they had voices, of course. This is something that pops up all throughout the hotel. They also had a curtain that started to move all by itself. So they actually go down there to start to recreate it. And that's something I do like with this show is that they do try to debunk stuff. Yes, they're dramatic. Yes, it's got their crazy music and edits, but they still try to debunk stuff when they can. So they send Billy down there. He trots on down there. And as soon as he gets there, it stops. So there's a door, so he props it open to see if maybe there's some wind, like a current to pull it through, anything. Nope, nothing's happening. And so they're like, okay, what the fuck? So he leaves, and as soon as he's out of the room, out of the area, it starts up again. So something's fucking with them. (laughs) And this is early in the night, so good things to come. And then later, when they finally had the hotel to themselves, they decided to kind of start setting everything they had up, like all their extra cameras and all that good stuff, down in the morgue still. Apparently, there's a music box down there. I don't know why someone thought that was a great idea to place a music box in the morgue, but hey, somebody fucking did. Well, said music box decides to start playing by itself. So that's fun. Okay. Right? And they had already been messing around down there for like an hour and it hadn't been going off. So they're like, are you fucking kidding me? So they take an EMF reader and this thing spikes up to a seven, almost an eight, as soon as they're over this music box. And then they pull out this other kind of camera thing. I meant to look up what it stands for, but they call it an SLS. It looks like a heat type of thing. I don't really know what that's like, what that means. If someone knows what that is, school me. Thank you. But basically, they see some kind of figure over the music box. So that's really creepy. And they start, like, talking to it. The music's going the whole time. Like, the music doesn't stop, but then it, like, shifts and stuff. So it's really creepy. Mm -hmm. Something's in there with them. Chilling, you know. And another thing, like I said, I do like that they do try to debunk stuff. So another common thing when people go there is that they hear the sound of a gurney being pushed. The guys are in a hallway and they do hear it. 
Zach sends, I don't know if it's Billy or who it was, but they he sends one of the guys down the hallway to be like, okay, let's double check that nothing's making this sound. Well, it turns out that this is something that they end up debunking. It's the pipes because, you know, it's an old ass building. It's actually the water, you know, moving through the pipes and stuff like that. And they're able to like catch it on the camera that it's making the same exact noise. So they do debunk this one and only thing pretty much the whole time. But I thought that was cool that they do show that because they could have easily have edited that out. So I do appreciate the transparency there. And like I said, we all joke about this show and other shows like it. So I appreciated that. And another room that's pretty much a hot spot is room 218, which was said to belong to the man named Michael, who was a stonemason. He helped during construction when they were building the hotel, but he died under, quote, mysterious circumstances. He fell from the roof to the second story. How is that mysterious circumstances? That's gravity, dumbasses. That's just what they said, okay? They're just being dramatic. He fell and died, okay? There. (laughs) Gravity, not (laughs) mysterious circumstances. I mean, maybe the mysterious circumstances is how he fell and died. Yes, that's probably what they're going with, you know. Because I'm just like, wait a second. Calm down, people. It was gravity. Right? Anyway, they get quite a bit of voice activity in this room. Zach picks up some voices, and then I believe another team member goes back in there with... It's not a spirit box. He goes in there with some other device and they pick up a man's voice and they get quite a bit of uh, recordings in there as well. And then they also, as soon as they enter the room, they see a mist. I think one of the voices they heard was like, help me or something like that. But it was a really strong presence in this room. And I know other people have reported of having encounters in this room too. So like the third floor in this room are like very, very big hotspots, basically. It's insane. It's about a 40 to 50 minute episode. They have all kinds of activity. They see tons of apparitions. I've watched other episodes where, you know, they don't get quite as much activity. Even sometimes with some of the areas, they kind of have to not goad them or anything, but it's like they have to be patient. There's a couple areas where they have to spend a good like 30 or so minutes before anything does come out kind of thing. But those were kind of my highlights of that. So like I said, that'll be in the sources page if you are interested in watching the whole thing. There's a lot of info, too. So they have some interesting stuff in there. And then they also kind of report a little more in detail on the findings of all the jars and everything. And they have some pictures and stuff. It's crazy. And I thought it was really cool, too. um, The hotel, they kept a lot of the original stuff. So like in the morgue, they kind of, you know, they've kept stuff as original as they can. So I'm just curious if Jessica V or if any of you guys have ever visited there. If you have, let us know. We love a good experience story and we just get excited when we know you guys have went to places we talk about. So let us know. Let us know. But that's really all we got on the Crescent Hotel. We want to say a huge thank you to Jessica again for selecting this topic and for being a $10 patron in our Spookster Club. We love you and appreciate your support so, so much. And if you would like to be a patron as well and have an episode like this of yourself, or even just join to get any bonus content, support the show, all of that great stuff, you can look below at the show notes and check all that good stuff out. 
All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off and we will see you for our next regular episode. You guys have a good day. Bye. Bye.